You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Portfolio Manager at PSG Wealth in the Western Cape of the Republic of South Africa, and that's Skulk Low. We spoke last night, Skulk, and things have happened since we last spoke, because the previous night, the S&P was down around about 2%. Last night, the S&P was down around about 2%, and I think that was prompted a little bit by Jerome Powell, the chairman of the U.S. Federal Reserve, and a little bit by the eruption between... Fauci and Trump, which is promising to be very interesting in the next couple of days. But anyway, the market is has suddenly come down to earth again in the short term. Anyway, oh, for sure, for sure, it was well expected um, because remember we've had this big run, and you you know, and often ask, and, and many of our colleagues ask, often ask us, you know, why why are we continue running? I mean, this, the, the the unemployment figures that comes out is looking horrible. Our uh, um, you know, economic figures is looking horrible. All the company company reports that's coming out is 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 looking horrible. You know why are the markets? You know, are they, did they expect a lot worse? Is this just is just uh, people living in a, in a vase, thinking that now everything will be fine tomorrow? And, and the, the answer is no. I mean, we're still sitting pretty much you know one hundred percent in lockdown in South Africa, and and the, and the world is is running on on similar capacities. So. I think this is the new norm. Um, volatility is definitely going to be the new norm. And, um, yeah, well expected. Definitely well expected. Yes, indeed. What did uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa say last night? And more importantly, from you, you and I's uh, point of view, what time did he start? Uh, uh, you, you know what? No. I, I couldn't. You, you would not believe me. Because I, I wanted to, to sort of turn my clock on because he literally started seconds after um, 8.47. So, so in actual fact, you will, oh. you will owe me most probably you will owe, most probably owe me about a twenty percent bottle of wine. But but ah, let's 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 give. But 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 I think the double was well spotted because yeah, it was about uh, let's call it uh, let's call it two, 20, well seventeen minutes late. So yeah. Okay, so we'll call it flat. Okay, very good indeed. Yeah, we'll, we'll and let's have a look and see if the markets are flat this morning. The spot markets to give us a backdrop to what we're going to say in the next few minutes. The dollar rand is eighteen forty eight. The British pound against the rand 22.57 the euro rand 19.99 and the euro dollar 108.10 the dow jones last night was down 2.2 percent following up the previous night's nearly two percent fall s&p was down one and three quarters nasdaq was down one and a half percent this morning in the far east the tokyo market the nikkei is down one and three quarters shanghai down nearly one percent the hang Seng in uh, hong kong of course down one and a half percent at the moment at the lunchtime break and in australia the all share index in sydney down one and three quarters percent let's move now on to the futures the futures are flat dow jones futures s p futures uh, sort of messing around with uh, being down half a percent and up half a percent the gold price is 1717 which is about ten dollars better than when we last spoke scout but unchanged mm-hmm. overnight the platinum price is up three and a bit to 769 where's palladium please Platinum is also marginally stronger this morning. I'm going to say margins about 90 basis points stronger, trading at 1,834. Very good indeed. And the all-important oil price, which has gone a bit quiet recently, which is um, a merciful relief. Uh, it's actually up a bit. Uh, we've got West Texas Intermediate crude up 2.3% to $25.87 per barrel, and Brent crude oil $29.86 
which is also up around about the same price, 2.3%. They seem to be coming in line again. The vagaries mm. of spot and futures and delivery dates and all that sort of thing are starting to consolidate a bit as people reduce their exposure to these ridiculous uh, months that they've been uh, punting in. But anyway, the oil price is up slightly today. Uh, the mood in South Africa, though, as we look at those numbers, not particularly good after two days of down, <laughs> downs on, the, on Wall Street. Yeah, I think I think the general mood because we started off and we, we focused on the time when President Ramaphosa started, but we haven't really chatted, you know, on the on the topic. Uh, what do I call it? The, the elephant in the room. Yes. Uh, you know, the, you know, level five, level four. You, you know, I think the general perception. I don't know if you watched it, uh, Lindsay, but uh, no. you know, the general perception was, and, and and this morning when I when I read all the comments on social media, that it was generally saying that. It was a, a, a longish speech, but it's sort of the John Wayne. You, you, you know, they call it the John Wayne. You know why they call it the John Wayne? No, go on. Because it's, it's talk low, uh, talk slow, talk low say and slow. very little, yeah. say very little. Mm. So, so that I, I would I would say you know the, the, the President Ramaphosa's speech was was a John Wayne speech. It was it was low, it was slow. But there was very little said. I mean, so 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 what was mentioned was we um, we are, are still in lockdown, you know, level four. Um, kept on repeating that we went from five to four, five to four, and um, you know, although they mentioned that we, we we should be going to to level three, you know, the only only timeline that was mentioned, two things were mentioned. The only timeline that's really mentioned was um, that they're looking at the thirty first of of May. Which, which, according to my calculation, that's that's still you know, pretty much you know it's got two two and a half weeks from from now, and and also you know very important thing is only the the provinces or the areas that 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 is you know, or let's call it the higher higher um, risk areas would stay in level four. Now, now immediately, you know, as a, as a person sitting in the, I, I must have laughed at one of these comedians this morning. I'm actually going to mention him on on air. Scott person and I, I love watching him in the morning. But he had this thing saying, "Oh, you're Capetonians. You had the mountain. You got the sea. But the only thing you'll be doing going forward is watching it." From out of your living rooms after after thirty first. Just yes. be, just before you go on, you're watching comedians in the morning instead of looking at uh, market indicators and uh, structuring your clients' portfolios. You're watching comedians. Is that what you just told me, Lindsay? You know, we know each other. We've known each other for many many years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know you as a single processor, and I know myself as a multitasker. So yes, I can do two things at once. Um, <laughs> So yes, I, I've, I've been, and, and, and it's the truth. I mean, we we as Capetonians are looking at the hard fact, or let's call it the, the whole of the Western Cape, are looking at the hard fact that we are not be going into, you know, level three soon. And and you know, for, for those people that that follow me on social media, I've been doing these 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 daily updates on on COVID nineteen, specifically focused on on the provinces. And, and and I must say, you know, for those those who also know me, you know I go about, you know, in life on the same that if you can measure it, you can manage it. And and, and the thing is, you know, COVID nineteen or coronavirus, you know, data is no different. If we know what the data is, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to 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 manage it. I just got so many questions around this data because, you know, either the data. Is 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 uh, you know faulty or not updated regularly enough, or 
I, I don't know because I, it's just a lot of things do not, you know, make sense for me currently. So, so let's just run through the data and then, you know, some of the listeners can... can, can, can Please maybe... do, sir. I'm not, I can't do two things at once, so just go slowly if you would. <laughs> John Wayne. John Wayne. Here we go. I'm going to try and talk low. Thank you. So, so if, you, if you look at... and, and, and so, so how we get to this, this scenario... So, so I've, Basically, taking the the um, stats at Africa's um, you know population figures of 2019. Remember that is you know estimate, so it's not a it's not a not a hard you know fact. But in general, they were looking in 2019 at about 58.8 million people living in South Africa. Okay. So if you take that, you take the I've I've just taken the total amount of tests and the, the last figures we had. Um, for all the provinces, well, it was basically the 6th of May. I know, you know some of the provinces, specifically the Western Cape, pretty much update that on a, on a daily basis. But unfortunately, the figures that we got for all provinces only you know, dating back to the 6th, 6th of, of May. So let's use the, those figures as, as a broad line. And then I've taken what is the active cases. Now, active cases is very simple. So effectively, you have at all the people that tested positive for COVID-19 in each provinces. Then you have the people that died out of COVID-19 and people that is recovered out of um, COVID-19. Those figures are updated on a daily basis. That I have got. People that want to follow that, you're more than welcome to go and look at uh, on Twitter at Skullflow. But when you take it, the, the remaining people, people after the deaths and the recoveries, you sit with the active amount of people. That's the people that's currently sitting or currently infected with COVID-19 as we speak. Yes. When you look at those figures, and, and I'm going to start off by saying, let's use a, a, a country like, for instance, New York. Now, I know New York is way advanced. When you look at the amount of tests that was done, you know, the amount of tests that, that was done is, is actually just in New York is, is you know, way more. We're looking at about 1. You know, 1.3 million tests that was done in, in, in New York, uh, um, compared to South Africa, which is you know not even a third of the amount of tests in the whole of South Africa. But let's, let's use New York. If you look at the active amount of people that's currently sitting with, with COVID-19 positive, compared to the amount of people staying in New York, which they're looking at about 19.8 million, 21% of the people currently is infected. 21% as we currently sit, are infected with COVID-19 in New York. Yes, it's the epicentre right. of the COVID virus. Where is this going, Skulk? So, so, remember, this is extrapolation to the amount of people that stays in New York. So, when we do this on the Western Cape, which is our epicentre currently, yeah. when you do this, same figure, you're looking at 6.8 million people staying in, in the Western Cape. Right. And if you take the amount of tests and the amount of people that's currently active with COVID-19. If you extrapolate that, compared to the 21%, Cape Town currently has got an infection rate of about 7.6%. So, so, you know, the first point I want to make is we are way lower compared to, to, to for instance, New York. Again, a lot more... And you're taking into account the testing process, in other words, the efficiency of tests and the number of people being tested per capita. Are you taking that into account? Uh, but we can't go on too much about this because we need to talk about the markets, but I'm fascinated by your analysis because I've got a feeling that you're, you're getting positive here and you're going to say, so we should undo the lockdown. 
But anyway, no, go no, on. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's not my, my view. I'm not a, I'm, I want to just put my disclaimer out there. I'm definitely not a medical person. I'm a figures person. I'm a data person. Right. And, 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 and the last thing I want to do is I want to sound like I want to downplay this because this, 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 this virus is horrible and I want to downplay this. I'm just, I don't want to put this in perspective because what I'm going to say next, that's the point where I want to get to. Let's take our the biggest province in, in, in South Africa, right. namely Gauteng. Now, Gauteng has got a little bit less people um, living in Gauteng compared to, 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 to New York. Not a lot. We're looking at about 15.2 million versus 19.8 million. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a similar environment. When you extrapolate the amount of tests being done in Gauteng, with the current active cases, which just by the way, uh, if I want to, you know, t- t- the amount of people that t- tested positive in, in Gauteng, yes. as we currently speak, is only 2,074. <laughs> if you look at that. Sorry, that's a nervous <laughs> laugh. If you look at the active cases, the active cases, so the people running around in the whole of Gauteng that's been tested, which pretty much run about 100,000 tests, out of the, let's call it 100,000 tests, currently, only 622 people is still active with COVID-19. That is, if you extrapolate that to the, to the amount of people staying in Gauteng, only 0.67% of the people in Gauteng is currently infected. Because with, they're not being tested. You've just completely contradicted your own argument. People are not, not being tested. Argue, I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving you the figures. I'm... I'm, I'm throwing it out there and i'm asking you to make your own assumptions because remember we are going to you know move from a level five to level four to a level three eventually purely on this figures on this figures that we currently got there you know this is how the decision making is going to be taking place so mm. you know i, I think it's, it's it's fascinating to see you know how our figures compare to to the rest of the world this i, I find extremely fascinating it but, is, it is yeah. fascinating but also you've got to bring it back to a human level and don't care whatever these neo pseudo liberal self-appointed intellectuals say the point is that uh, my ex-colleague lungile tom uh, mm. ex-cnbc africa and latterly enca cameraman and he used to keep me in check. He was very, very good at managing people as well as having his face behind the camera. He died on Sunday mm. of the coronavirus. And unfortunately, stats can, you can, stats can say what they like, but they don't actually tell the real story. And I think the real story didn't come out last night with Mr. Ramaphosa's speech or President Ramaphosa's speech, uh, by the way. So anyway, it was a rambling speech. It didn't say much. And in fact, it was almost like Boris Johnson-like, uh, but because it didn't really say anything and it confused people. Did it confuse you? I, I must say I, I'm, I'm more, more confused. Well, I actually started off you know, before the, 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 um, the speech actually started. I knew either one or two things are going to happen. Either we're going to get a clear direction. We're going to get a clear direction with this is going to happen. This is the dates. This is the timelines. This is the figures. Or we're going to have a, a feedback session. And, and I, I do feel that it was more of the latter. It was more feedback session. I did appreciate, I must admit, um, Lindsay, I, I yes. did appreciate um, President Ramaphosa coming out and, and making a few apologies. Because, And I think the very important point that came out of that apologies was, you know, we are in a whole new environment. We've never been here before. None of us. None of us has been here before, and mistakes will be made in the process. And I must say, the one thing that it, that came out was it did not shy away. You know, not, neither did he, 
nor is government shy away from the fact that they made mistakes and they will try and rectify each and every one of them. So that, that I think, was an extreme you know, positive. Did you this mention the 27 very, pages of rules and re regulations that they put out a couple of days ago about what colour T-shirt you can buy and what, what you can buy and what you can't buy? Uh, did he mention anything about that? Because there's been a huge backlash. I mean, these are pathetic semantics. I'm sorry to say, uh, Mr. Ramaphosa, I think, is a fine president. But on the other hand, the people that are below him, which he has delegated their, his responsibilities to, in other words, about buying and selling stuff, and whether you can buy it online or whether you can't buy it online or whether you can go to the shops and for how long you can go to the shops and for how long you can run in the morning or cycle in the morning. Did he say anything about that? Did he say, did he say sorry about that, that you can buy a T-shirt but you can't buy a pair of boxer shorts? John Wayne. Liberty Holdings came out with a set of results this morning, uh, rather an operational update for the three-month period ended 31st of March. What do you think about these insurance companies when it comes to COVID-19, coronavirus? What is their, yes. their long-term prospect? I think, I think for now, well, each and every one that's reported has been giving us the sense that, that things as, as remained resilient, they... they Kept on looking at capital, you know, ratios, which which seems to be, you know, still fine. When I look at Liberty, you know, uh, you know, when you look at it immediately, you th you, things that caught my eye was total assets under management that that declined, you know, from seven hundred and thirty-eight billion in in December, you know, to six hundred sixty-eight billion. That's 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 quite a bit of a drop. You're looking at about ten percent drop in, in assets under management. But yeah. once you just always remember. That the, the date, the, you know, the, the 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 operating update was up to the period ended 31st of March. So 31st was Mar 31st of March was pretty much the bleakest point, you know, of our year thus far. <laughs> for our year, 23rd of March to be precise but also it's not assets Correct. under management in terms of people putting money in or taking money out. There's a bit of that as well, but it's also the performance of the market yes. scale. Correct. That's that's what I'm alluding to. So so it, it was a pretty you know bad time you know in terms of as the managed to be reported. Yet they did. Uh, in general, did it look bad? I mean, uh, the, you're asking me about the, 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 the uh, um, insurance companies. I think in general things are still still looking you know good. I think, uh, like I said, the, the balance sheets are not looking bad. I think we just need to see you know what happened in the next you know three to six months because as as we started off this conversation speaking about COVID nineteen, you know how are we going to move out of you know, lockdown? That general idea is you know globally it's going to take a longer period of time to move out of this lockdown. My question is just if this is going to be a prolonged process and people start need you know firstly to dig into their their, their savings, uh, dig into to to, to money they don't. Currently, the unemployment is shifting upwards. Somewhere in the line, people will need money. They will switch off these, these policies and they will switch off. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this is the worst thing to be, be doing at this time of you know, period of your life. But that is the situation. So I think I'm going to be watching these, these companies very, very closely over the next you know, three to six months. Yes, I think so. I think we'll be watching everything for over the next three to six months. But I think if you can make an educated guess, I think there'll probably be a lot of people withdrawing things like uh, insurance policies because they don't have any money even to put food mm. on the table. Anyway, yes. that's my view, and it'll be a, a painful few months. Let's have a look at something else. So we've got a data tech uh, trading statement. That's up two and a third percent at the moment. Um, MTN came out with a quarterly update for the period ended 31st of March. The share price down 2.5% uh, to about 48.5 rand per share. 
Uh, Allied Electronics came out with their numbers down 2.3%. Yeah, it's one of those dodgy sort of mornings, isn't it? Oh, long for life. <laughs> long for life. Yes, we all long for life at the moment. Group results for the year ended 29th of Feb. That's a bit of a month late, I would say. 3.5% uh, up, though. Any of those that caught your eye in your morning meeting? MTN. MTN. I, th I think Go MTN was a, was, a, was, a, was a good one. I think it, it needs to, to spend some time. I think, um, uh, remember, the, 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 the figures, again, was up to 31st of March. So, so they, they made it very, very you know, clear in their in the feedback was that the impact of the epidemic, um, you know, on our quarter one performances you know, didn't really reflect you know the the full extent of COVID nineteen. So so because remember this is after March. A very little of the lockdown really reflects. I think the two things that stood out: Nigeria, um, their revenue increased, um, you know, quite substantial. We've seen this a few weeks ago uh, from MTN Nigeria's reporting. So that was looking good. I, I would want to see what this looks like also going forward in the next three to six months. Remember, um, Nigeria very very oil um, producing country and um, you know with the oil price you know, remaining low Nigerian Nara under pressure we, we uh, this is something that I'll be watching one thing that stood out also and I think a lot of questions would be asked was the, the revenue from South African side so the revenue decreased 6.2% in South Africa. A lot of people will ask, you know, what's the story there? Just remember that the environment that we've been in over the past 12 months was really pressured towards the, the local service providers, the cell phone service provider to first to reduce data and also reduce um, call fees. We, we know that the latter, well, the end of last year, there was that you know, reprimand towards um, MTN and, and Vodacom on their fees. So, that is now being reflected in, 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 in the figures that we've seen, and that's why we've seen this, this decrease in, in, in revenue from empty inside. Going forward, looking forward, I would say the current levels run about the, let's call it the 48 rand levels. I do think that, that MTN is one of those companies that's, that's catching my eye. It's one of those companies that I actually like um, with, a, let's call it the whole COVID-19 flavor around it. Because remember, as we said yesterday, it, it, it's, it's, it's while we're sitting, although people are, mm. yes, earning less, there's a you know, high unemployment rate, the only thing that people can do while they're in lockdown is, I don't know the only thing, but, but the, you know, predominantly <laughs> is making use you know, of, of their cell phone providers, mobile providers, data, you know, watching Netflix, you know, Instagramming, um, teams. I mean, Reading a book, maybe. Uh, maybe people might read a book occasionally instead of they, watching they Netflix. Hmm? They might. They might or might not. So um, the, you know, what we've got is, is we've got an environment that I feel over the next few months, pretty much what we've seen on Tencent. Tencent's figures reflected people sitting in indoors and now being you know, prone to, to, to being on WeChat and, and playing you know, online games. I think uh, a company like uh, MTN, Bodacom, those companies uh, could profit out of this, this environment. They could indeed. And in fact, if people want to read a book, they can also download it on, uh, and get an e-book. And uh, they have to use Vodacom and MTN's uh, numbers and even Telcom's numbers as well. I'll come to Telcom in a moment. Anyway, let's have a look. I'm getting annoyed now. Let's have a look at the top five major movers to the upside and the downside. I've got South 32 up 2.8% Skulk. Italtal, it's been all over the place, up 1.4% mm. in thin conditions, I think. Harmony is a 0.7% winner. Anglo Gold Ashanti up 0.4%. AVI is very slightly higher. On the downside, Telcom down five and a quarter percent. Resilient, these things are going to nothing. 
down 4.6%. Redefine down 4.25% to 181%. Fortress A down 3.5%. And Hammerson down 3.4%. I've got to talk to you. We've been talking for too long, Skunk. Mm. This is fascinating. So you've got telecommunications, then you've got property, 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 property on the downside. This is a this is a war zone out there. Yeah, definitely, Lindsay. I think um, this is no doubt, as you mentioned, a, a war zone. Um, I, I think one should just also just take cons- consideration that with the um, you know the companies moving out of out of the MSCI South Africa, you know, the 29th of of of, of um, May, which is now around the corner, you pretty much mentioned three of the companies you know, in, in in your comments this morning. So yeah. a, a lot of a lot of the you know negativity around or let's call it you know surplus um, negativity you know for the last telecom really fine fortress is 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 pretty much companies that need to readjust they they or fund managers that need to start readjusting their portfolios according to because these companies are not going to be within their benchmarks they're not going to be within the MSCI South Africa. Um, after the 29th of May. Okay, uh, give us the uh, give us the uh, JSC indices after 50 minutes of trading this morning, please, Skunk. Your major indices, the ones that you watch. As, as somewhat better. We, we saw the uh, JSC all share open up two uh, percent this morning uh, at first glance. It's, it's recovered somewhat. It's now down 1.64 percent. Trading at forty nine thousand three hundred thirty two, okay. the resource index that is down one point three percent. The industrial index that is giving you know, back a little bit you know, of its of its uh, let's call it the winnings yesterday that is down two percent this morning, and the financial index is down one point six four percent. I'm going to touch on your asset property index because we did mention a lot of property companies on the on the the, the biggest losers that is down two point three percent this morning. Mm. That's really not good at all. At some stage, yeah. it's going to offer value, or rather the better-run companies are going to offer uh, value. Just one headline I see coming across my screen, which was earlier on. It says here, and it was something to do with um, SAA, and it was something to do with the fact that SAA won't sell assets unless it speaks to government about it. And I thought to myself when I saw it, I thought, well, <laughs> that's going to take a while then. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can involve government with this thing, which of course it should because it's owned by the government. But yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, the other thing is we've got the US jobless claims this afternoon, the weekly jobless claims. It's probably not as going to not going to be quite as dramatic as the last um, seven weeks, but uh, people will have lost their jobs. Do you think uh, Dr. Mm. Anthony Fauci, uh, the top man in Donald Trump's um, little little cabal he's got going there. Do you think he's going to be filling in his form next week? Because they, those two are locking horns. Yeah, I think my, my, my tweet at the morning was, um, was, was I think, um, a photo of, of Trump saying, will he soon be on this, you know, unemployment list, this, yes, this exactly. inter-rising unemployment list. Yeah, I think it's, it, 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 the, what did this uh, Daffy Duck always say? The pot thickens. So, yeah, I, I think... Uh, when you look at the US, the the, the pl- plot's really thickening on that side. Um, uh, you know, I, I keep on seeing you know Trump with the shovel, di- busy digging a uh, digging sort of his own grave. So, so let's see, let's see how that plays out. That is that is one big soapy one night after another. Um, I think it's going to be interesting you know, to to look at the initial droplet stance. Often remember this, is, uh, we're expecting that at two thirty you know our time this this afternoon. Um, uh, they, they're looking at a, at, a, at, a, at a, you know, initial jobless claims. You know, after the previous one was run about 3.2 mm. million, 
they, they, they're forecasting around about 2.5 million for today. So let's let's see what that looks like. If that's uh, if that's going to look a lot weaker, we might, might see a repeat of the, the past two days from the US point of view. Scott, thanks so much for your excellent analysis. Scott Glow is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in the Western Cape, and that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.